to the lost souls, the disintegrated spirits, the wanderers, the dreamers, and the seekers. Welcome to the Embodied Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle McGinnis. Our work in this podcast will be to foster healing, transformation, self-expression, creativity, and the development of consciousness. So with our intentions grounded firmly, let's settle in and do some integration work. Hey friends, happy Sunday and welcome back to another episode of the Embodied Podcast. If you guys are loving what you're hearing on the show, I would really appreciate it if you slid over to iTunes, dropped a five-star rating or a written review and just let me know what you are loving about the show and what you want to hear more of. Those ratings and reviews help get the show organically into more ears and more souls across the world. So if you've already done that, thank you so much. In today's show, I want to talk about something I was doing psychoeducation with one of my clients with the other day, and that's a particular pattern that's found in the nervous system that's called global high activation pattern. And I know I've mentioned this global high pattern before on the podcast, but I wanted to do another episode in particular about really what what is going on in this activation pattern. So this pattern is unique because, I don't think it's unique, I think a lot of people are walking around with this particular pattern in their nervous system, but with this particular pattern, the nervous system is constantly on on it's constantly in sympathetic activation and these individuals often really don't feel like they can feel settled or safe so even feeling alive and feeling like a human being can feel threatening to their sympathetic nervous system and that keeps the sympathetic state in a constant state of high activation and it's on. That means that their impulse to fight or flee is constantly on even if that's not consciously being processed or being felt. And I that's often because that sympathetic state of on has been so prolonged and chronic that the sympathetic activation is covered over by a free state. And this is, I've done a podcast called Functional Freeze, so you can go look that up. People with this global high activation pattern, since they're in this mild to high sympathetic activation all the time, they're also in freeze most of the time because that sympathetic activation has been coded as too much for them to consciously process. So there's almost like a baseline of suppressed distress. So the system is constantly overloaded and in distress as if there's too much going on, even if there's not triggers happening in the present moment. Oftentimes, this global high activation pattern is correlated to near-death experiences, but also early developmental trauma and attachment trauma, attunement issues, 
because in that that early developmental relationship, the nervous system really never learned how to properly regulate itself and calm and settle. And so there, there was this constant sense of threat and a chronic need for the system to stay on and hypervigilant. Like I said, for, the thing that's confusing about global high is that these individuals are constantly on on but they're not actively maybe feeling that they're on on except for the symptoms of complete exhaustion that come up or a sense of complete alienation or loneliness because typically when these people experience their fight or flight responses something that would indicate terror or anger or being hurt or being overwhelmed often those feelings aren't actually felt because they're being dissociated and pushed away and suppressed by so the body is basically broadcasting threat these people don't really sense that threat consciously i think it is important to recognize that your system doesn't operate in just one particular state it doesn't just do sympathetic activation fight or flight or do freeze in isolation. These systems are constantly working together throughout your life and throughout your day. And really what we're looking for when we're doing nervous system work is that those sympathetic and parasympathetic states are in coherence and that they are in regulation with each other. That when the system is experiencing a sense of threat that the sympathetic and parasympathetic are working in coherence with one another not the parasympathetic nervous system the dorsal vagal complex shuts down the sympathetic state as if you're dying and basically suppresses any activation of fight or flight that happens when there is so much threat and activation in the system in one particular experience or in chronic traumatic experience and so then the system gets all completely out of regulation with itself and so when we're working with this global high activation pattern it's really important not to overstimulate again i've said this in podcast after podcast after podcast that the paradoxical thing about freeze is freeze often holds an immense amount of bound up survival energy of fight or flight and just because that's not being felt consciously doesn't mean that just because you're feeling dissociated or you're feeling frozen doesn't mean there's not survival energy underneath that and if that's the case that means that freeze is actually indicating the highest level of activation in the system if a person is living in that chronically high activated state we don't want to overstimulate that person with more energy often working with global high activation is about creating stability and containment of the system so that the person can experience these pieces of activation without moving into complete collapse or immobility for the total system and this is where different like cathartic approaches 
challenge this global high estate and it actually leads to more disorganization, more distress, and actually a lot of collapse in the system. And that's why catharsis and primal rage, screaming, things like that, exploding the energy out of your system, it might work temporarily, maybe, but often for these individuals, it leads to greater disorientation, disorganization, and distress. And so we really want to support this person with the resources that are available to them. And I think this kind of illusion of catharsis being the solution here is often a problem. With this global high pattern in particular, because most of the time these individuals are living quite disconnected, dissociated, numb, depressed, feeling a lot of shame, shut down, feeling trapped in their own experience, whether they're consciously feeling that or not doesn't necessarily matter because that's what's happening in the body. And so oftentimes these individuals will go chasing high activation experience thinking that that's going to be the thing that pulls them out of that collapse, out of that freeze. If I can just get a hit of high activation energy, that could be something like skydiving. That could be like a really enticing, seductive, relational experience that makes them feel alive. Or maybe it's drugs. Or maybe it's going and blowing the doors off your psyche through a psychedelic experience. Oftentimes what happens is that person comes out of freeze and feels alive in the moment that they're experiencing said activation, whether it's through drugs or porn or exciting, enticing relationships, different traveling and experiences that that activate their system and make them feel alive. But then they come back to their habitual state of consciousness which is locked in this disorganized free state. Part of their body is constantly on underneath that suppressed, dissociated state. And I was telling a client this often happens with whether it's active military members, um, first responders, or veterans have a lot of this pattern because they're trained to constantly be in a state of on in order to protect from threat, from life threats. And what happens is they go, whether it's on a deployment or on a shift, and they have to constantly be on, and that leads their system into sympathetic overload or overwhelm. And so freeze kicks in, And then they come back into their life and they're expected to quote-unquote be normal humans. And I think Gabor Mate actually has a book out called The Myth of Normal. Um, I haven't read it, but I think that that probably would apply to this particular state because these people are asked to go back into a state of regulation and coherence after putting their foot on the gas and overloading their nervous system and oftentimes they come back from 
their deployments or whatever and they're completely dysregulated and disoriented and dissociated and trapped in that state and so again this is really about being able to stabilize the system and not necessarily putting more activation in that system for that person. When I'm working with people with this global high activation pattern, I think it's really, really important to create, like I said, psychoeducation. That's why I'm doing this podcast. But a normalization of the way that they relate to and understand having a baseline of sympathetic arousal, activation, a sense of distress, discomfort, hypervigilance, a sense of being exhausted, because that's really, really important for that stabilization because what happens is that that distress, that discomfort, that hypervigilance, that's their primary activation state. But what happens is that gets hidden underneath these painful emotions like shame and numbness and depression and what happens is they typically get in this cycle of shaming themselves for feeling distressed and uncomfortable and exhausted and are constantly fighting to get out of that state where actually that secondary like shame that's all protecting the initial state of distress, discomfort, internal criticism, internal judgment, internal, a lack of patience with yourself, a fear that you're going crazy. Those are all secondary responses or secondary activations that are trying to protect the system from going into the original state of activation. And I think it's really important to just normalize that this stuff comes up when you're actually getting into the roots of the high activation stress, the traumas that put the system into high activation. We really want to create much more space for that person to show up however they are in whatever state that they come in without feeling panicked to move them out of that state to be able to accept that person where they're at and give them time and space to be in that is often what that person needs and that's the stabilization and containment that I was talking about but the reason why I wanted to do this is because this pattern shows up in so many addictive and compulsive behaviors and it's I'm not reducing it down to just something that happens in the nervous system. There's all kinds of psychic, psychological things that go into psyche and body or not. They don't exist in isolation from one another, just like the sympathetic and parasympathetic don't exist in isolation from one another. But I think it's important because these people act as if their body is activated as if they're being either chased by a bear internally but then they're also stuck because there's so much activation from that threat that they can't move through it and so it's really about orienting to the present moment because oftentimes these experiences are because the system was 
overwhelmed, overstimulated, dissolved in this overwhelming activation energy the system has coded that because that's how things were in the past that's how things will always be and so they're constantly in this hypervigilance protecting themselves from threat that's not even there but then going about their every day without even feeling that there's threat you know I've, I've talked about this pattern in multiple different ways on the podcast and I feel like if I can just continue to circle around this and create education with different words and different doorways of going into it this is a little bit more I guess like a scientific like this is kind of what's happening in the body approach rather than an archetypal approach I did a podcast on falling in love And it has to do with this particular pattern as well. Anyway, I hope that this might strike something in you where you can ask questions and start to perhaps even give yourself more space and more compassion if you find yourself in this pattern and frustrated with yourself and judging yourself for being or reacting the way that you are and have no idea why typically there's something going on under the surface of your physiology that's why that can be the seeds for more patience more safety more normalization more self-acceptance in this particular pattern so with that being said we will talk on thursday bye guys